welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl. We are wrapping up season one today. So we have been reading Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer, which if you don't know, is Twilight from Edward's perspective. Thank God we are done with it. We are no longer <laughs> I was, discussing it. I was literally just about we to say that. We will probably still discuss it, but in a... In yeah, yeah, yeah. But today is a super special episode. Am I super special? It's just special. Because we decided, hey, we loved Twilight. Twilight and everything, especially the first time we read it as youths. Mm-hmm. So Use. it kind of like brought about us within this world of vampires. Mm-hmm. Me, myself, I didn't read anything about vampires or watch anything about vampires before Twilight. The stuff was there, but it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily stuff. Like Twilight turned me on to the genre. I'm remembering some uh, some stuff. I don't know if it was on Disney or what, but it was a kid's movie that had a vampire in it. I can see his yeah, face. I can see like. like- my- little vampire yeah Yeah, the little vampire yeah there was another one Mm -hmm. like a decom that was about a vampire i don't remember what it was i didn't watch that because i didn't watch disney channel in october around halloween i feel like most of the disney channel movies that (laughs) why do i remember that specifically coming out of your mouth (laughs) as an elementary me at like nine years old i'm like like, i'm sorry i can't watch disney channel tonight in october i feel like most of their october movies though were about witches they were awesome too they were um crap what was that one Mom's got a date with a vampire. Yes, oh yeah, I remember that, that. It was like the mm-hmm. little vampire one with that kid who was mm-hmm. in other stuff in he? like the nineties. Yeah. Um, and then it was the Mom's got a date with a vampire or whatever that was. And then later on was the My Babysitter's a Vampire. And oh yeah, that might have been a remake of something from like way back. In the, I think maybe there like were the couple. 80s. Yeah, I think there are a couple of those. I might be misspeaking, but yeah, like personally, I didn't really do anything involving vampires. I knew a bit about vampires like I watched a few things with vampires before Twilight but my love of vampires really grew with Twilight for sure. So yeah, like I said today, we are going to be venturing into different vampire media forums, including movies, books, TV shows that we invested ourselves in either before or after Twilight. Anime, we have manga. kind of involved ourselves or like kind of, you know, look back over it. I personally did read my book for this episode. <laughs> unlike, I'm a slacker. Unlike us. <laughs> I personally have been watching my TV show for this episode. The TV show I picked though, uh, that's why I watch the movie instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, that's kind of the premise of this episode. So I want to start off by saying I don't think you could really do this without going through some of the lore. Yes. And saying like all of the media and stuff, it really started off as like old tales that people would tell each other. Right. So mm-hmm. like people in history that we know that people talked about to make like this vampire media a thing is like Vlad the Impaler mm-hmm. from from like the 1500s and then there was also uh count saint germain who mm-hmm. was like i can't even remember when he well like the french renaissance and stuff was when he was famous and elizabeth bathory who was like the 1500s so it all started off that way and then we got dracula yep dracula. and that's little bram brought it into fruition mm-hmm. in the 1800s. I have it wrote down somewhere. Yeah. You we're, heard not, how, we're not versed in that. You saw how excited she sounded with that one. <laughs> I actually have read Dracula, but it's been a minute and I didn't do any kind of background history. Wow, the only one I've read was Frankenstein. That was for sophomore year of college. Ugh, <laughs> Frankenstein. I hated Frankenstein. Anyway, but Dracula was written in 1897. Well, I was going to guess 1880s and that was close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Victorian, goth, gothic kind of thing. I mean, it makes sense. He is actually kind of old in it like the mm-hmm. count is he's kind of old he seems to be super like have superhuman strength so like another myth uh, well i don't know if it'd be considered a myth like were all the like original vampires that that came about all old guys yes <laughs> that was a thing and then like they wanted to make vampires sexy of course i we have an make- article written um about that that i will go over we, yeah, yeah we, everything's gotta be <laughs> Gotta be sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting. He was obviously the bad guy. He was a scary creature. And then somewhere in the 70s, little old Anne Rice made Interview with a Vampire. And I think that's where we get our modernish vampire. Mm-hmm. So we have Anne Rice with Lestat and Louis. Mm-hmm. Lestat or Lestat one. I always hear Lestat. I, I hear Lestat, I hear but too. I feel like he would be posh and be like, no, it's Lestat. It's Lestat. It's Lestat. And you're like, sure, Lestat. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. Um, Start calling him like Lulu or something. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was what he'd be calling Louie. Like, oh, Lulu. Which are pretty great characters, and we get, like, you get the comedy of it. Not an interview with the vampire, because obviously Anne Rice was going through a hard time, and it shows through the novel. Mm-hmm. But in the later books, like, you get that comedic effect with Lestat and, you know, the other characters. Through all this research, which is very little that I'd done 10 seconds before this started, <laughs> I realized that every one of the things that I was going to talk about was pre-Twilight. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, me, me and Caitlin. <laughs> That's why I, like, made sure to be, like, before and after Twilight, things that we were into. Yeah. yeah. Because I knew you had that experience before Twilight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The big thing is I love 90s movies. Mm-hmm. And that's really where this picks up was because I loved, you know, Interview with the Vampire, which was 90s. And From Dusk Till Dawn, which is 90s. Yeah. From Dusk Till Dawn, like, vampire world building is awesome. Like, they're serpent-like. And, like, I don't know. It's just really cool how they're created. It's like a brothel that sits on, like, an mm-hmm. old Mayan temple where, like, you know, they did, like, the blood sacrifices. Yeah and yeah. stuff and you don't realize it until the very end that that's what it is and like these vampires are actually like I guess like demigods or something mm-hmm. I don't know it's interesting. interesting so did the Underworld series come out before Twilight? I have no idea because that has vampires in it point. I found out like 10 seconds before we started this that the Night World series was also made in the 90s. Makes sense. Really liked them. I mean even Wait, like what? the the original Vampire Diaries books were made Yeah in I was the about 90s. to ask about that was that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah which is funny i'm not even there yet but like those books were written in the 90s and then the mm-hmm. tv show didn't come up until like 2010 yeah like yeah. within the twilight craze they decided to adapt it mm-hmm. and i think it is because of the twilight yeah, yeah definitely, it definitely is. and you see that with like also i looked up just right before Cirque to freak which is not romance based at all i'd say it lean more towards i mean it leans towards boys and girls but i feel like it would lean more towards boys as far yeah as that's him. always what i kind of envisioned with it and i mean so i never read it but i think it i mean it was written in like the 2000 like straight mm-hmm. 2000 and then the movie come out 2009 right yeah. after the twilight i was like there's out. a movie <laughs> oh it was it was something that <laughs> oh, so usually goes so there was this article i found it i kind of just i googled you know just stuff that had to do with the influence of twilight on media and i wanted to focus on the books but obviously whenever you google that a lot of stuff comes up about, about the movie. movie but there yeah. was this particular article which kind of talked about um twilight and no, vampire media i talked about vampire media before and after twilight and kind of the effect of twilight had on it mm-hmm. and so it's I think it's by the Atlantic. You can just look it up. I'll link it in um, like our podcast notes and everything so that whoever can read it can. But yeah, I talked about like Dracula and everything, the different messages that had and the different stuff it used involving vampires. Um, And then it goes on to talk about Twilight. And first off, it talks about Bella Swan, like what I got from it, how she like having like a human girl in the vampire world Mm -hmm. is very someone reading it can put themselves in those shoes. Right. They can identify with her mm-hmm. which is why people enjoyed this book I feel because they could be like one I'm like Bella because you know I'm not like things. other girls I'm, I'm not ordinary. like other girls and everything and we've talked about that on this podcast before <laughs> but also like I would love to be the human in this situation falling in love with a vampire of course I would mm-hmm. young girls loved that actually yeah. like women of all ages or people who were into this loved that because they could identify with this mm-hmm. girl and also like how Twilight kind of romanticized vampires oh yeah mm-hmm. definitely Gonna be honest, it talks about how vampire now though. (laughs) It talks about how Stephanie Meyer didn't invent the noble seductive vampires, and it talks about how Anne Rice um, have been writing about them for decades, and Mm -hmm. then Stephanie Meyer didn't even invent um, high school vampires. We had Buffy back in the nineties, yeah, and just all kinds of stuff. And it says, so what separates Twilight from the rest of the pack? Unlike virtually every writer since Bram Stoker, Meyer's innovation was to use the vampires not to push the limits of human sexuality, but to scale them back. By defanging the vampire, she shifted its target demographic to teenage girls, one of the most commonly neglected but lucrative audiences in entertainment. It's not so <laughs> give, neglected Give anymore. them a hot vampire, but don't make them scary. Mm-hmm. You'll have people drooling over that. 
Yeah. I mean, she did that. She didn't write Edward as like this grotesque human. He thinks he is. He, yeah. We, we, <laughs> yeah. We see it from Bella's perspective first off. Mm-hmm. So we see him as like this beautiful creature and everything, which romanticized vampires and kind of created this whole genre yeah. of romanticizing supernatural creatures. Mm-hmm. Make, make them hot. Make it hot. Make them hot. I don't know. I like the fangs. I think fangs are fine. I've, but at the same time, as a young girl, I feel like it did help with becoming like self-inserting. Mm-hmm. find it interesting that they see it as, well, she didn't want to make them scary. Mm-hmm. I've been rereading Nightworld for this, and they always compare themselves to 300-pound gorillas or 600-pound <laughs> gorillas. Like, Which isn't the sexiest thing, no, I guess. No, it's not. And it's like different characters because it's like different stories yeah, each yeah. time. The human girl in one's like, well, would you want to kiss a 300-pound gorilla? And the vampire was like, oh, thank you. Maybe. You know, because he's, <laughs> like, he's like, do I look like one or do I smell like one? <laughs> and she's like, no, you're just more powerful than I am. The strength. The strength the of strength. one. You know, not making the vampires grotesque or whatever and kind of romanticizing them. You can even think about, you know, the part where Bella wants to see Edward Hunt and he's like, mm-hmm. no, you can't see me like this because she sees this like beautiful man all the time. Yeah, that's like, kind of how it is. see all that. That's kind of how it is in A Discovery of Witches yeah, too. Yeah. And then this article also talked about where do vampires go from here if like the vampire genre, I don't remember when this article was written. I don't think it was that long ago. Like it wasn't within the Twilight craze, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but how Hollywood attempted to keep on going with the vampires, but it kept on falling flat. Yeah. And I think vampires wasn't necessarily the thing that everyone was as- obsessed with. No. There were a select amount of people, of course, but mm-hmm. that wasn't what everyone was obsessed with. We were obsessed with the love story and this world of supernatural creatures. And that's kind of, you know, what I personally delve into. Like, I haven't ventured into that many vampire things, but I went all kinds of other directions. Yeah. I'm to deal with fictional romantic stories. Mm-hmm. And see, I don't know if anybody would really want just vampires all the time. Mm-mm. No. Even though, you know, see a stack of books that has vampires in it. I mean, like, we all do. <laughs> I've read, like, multiple manga about vampires. Like, mm-hmm. I got, like, I vampires. I forgot I had that. Which one was it? I don't know. Some random one. I think that was called Bloody Kiss or something. Bloody Kiss. Oh, yeah. I've read that one. She shows up at the house that, like, was her grandmother's that died and the vampire was living there. He's like, oh, yeah, you're my mate now or something. There was, like, Vampire <laughs> Night, which is awful. Uh, don't read it. Don't do it to yourself. No. It was so good till the end. <sighs> so good till it wasn't. They ruined I, it. I don't laugh around it. I, I ruined know. it. She was stuck between two guys. Ugh. As usual. As usual, there was a huge love triangle. And the one you're rooting for, you're like, yeah, get with him, get with him, get with him. And then all of a sudden, she winds up with the other guy. And the other guy turns out to be her brother. Ew. Exactly. We don't love incest in this house. Well, we apparently, don't. the vampires do in this book <laughs> series. Like, it's okay when it's not real, but. And she was like a vampire originally. And then like they changed her into a human. And yeah. Th- and it was just like it made no sense. It doesn't. That's called jumping in the shark. Yeah. Vampire game was better. It was cute because it was this vampire, this like evil vampire who was slayed by this good guy, um, reincarnated himself, but he accidentally reincarnated himself into this cute little creature. (laughs) Like super pissed off about it. And then he like winds up being the pet of the descendant of the guy that slayed him. (laughs) And she's like a princess and she's always trying to run away and stuff. (laughs) I like this a lot. It's really funny because he's like really pissed off all the time. He's just trying to like do his evil schemes but he's stuck in a little cute little furry body. My goodness. I really just remembered that there's another anime I watched that I think the guy is a vampire because he has fangs but I'm not like 100% sure. Well you know actually um, fun fact if you suspect that in your favorite anime and manga that the guy is a vampire because he has fangs it's probably that he just has fangs because (laughs) in that culture it's considered cute so like oh, some okay. people will yeah. have their they will actually like well i mean this dental work to have their yeah uh, canines like shifted Should- so they stick out like fangs well oh yeah i've seen that but i think i think he is a supernatural creature i just don't know if vampire is what he is. What is the two books that i have actually one of them came out after i don't remember which twilight movie it was came out the other one the first book came out in 2007 which was two years after the twilight book came out but a year before the movie came out so i picked the chronicles of vladimir todd i was trying to find books that like because y'all
y'all did rom-com kind of or like paranormal romance or whatever not rom-com but <laughs> i was like nothing about <laughs> i mean there's some comedy in it yeah. but i don't think there's comedy in either well okay there might be comedy in that one this I one meant, other one no <laughs> i'm sorry i meant paranormal romance but uh <laughs> so i was trying to find like more guyish books i mean i've read vladimir todd it's been a long time but yeah. i've read it so i picked vladimir todd i do not recommend reading it as an adult because it's like murder to your rival <laughs> no offense it was a great book when i was a kid but like i was four pages in and it, i was just i cannot deal and i mean it was nothing bad about the book it was just like trying to keep my attention was like my taste more eclectic well now. i mean i'm i can't remember what grade i read it at eighth maybe yeah so i mean that was a long time ago Caitlin yeah. didn't read this no. As we stated, Caitlin didn't read a lot of vampires. <laughs> Vladimir Todd is like a half vampire and he's trying to deal with eighth grade and his best friend and, you know, having a crush on the popular girl when you're obviously an outcast. And I mean, it's it's there. It's relatable. It's two middle schoolers. That sounds like a guy version of another book vampire series that I have. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just as an adult it was hard to Yeah. Go back to that and read it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I can pick up Twilight or the Night World series or anything like that and be fine with it because it's meant for a little bit of an older audience I think. Yeah. The Vladimir Todd Chronicles, they're great for like I loved them when I was a kid but now I'm just kind of like Oh my god. <laughs> I don't really know like if the two books I have are considered young adult or just like adult. I don't really know like what genre they kind of fit in. Mine are definitely the ones that I have are the Anne Ross ones are adult whereas yeah. everything else I would consider young adult. Mine's YA but it kind of bridges that gap because the characters get older. Like mm-hmm. it falls into the new adult category which was not a genre back whenever this stuff came out. Came out yeah. Also I feel like I need to mention um, some of the things we've read and watched that we can recommend to y'all if you want because like I love From Dust Till Dawn and I will continue to love From Dust Till Dawn and Interview with the Vampire and all that. What would be your recommendation? As far as what? As far as all the vampire media. Like, besides Twilight, what would you give? Uh, what would you recommend to somebody? I mean, the stuff that I'm going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, was there anything that just, like, if you didn't read anything or watch anything, what would be the one thing? What? Um, <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying, if you could pick one vampire media, like, one show, book, anything that, besides like, Twilight. No, because even the stuff I'm going to talk about, I haven't watched and read it all. So I don't know if I want to recommend. Like, I would recommend Vampire Academy and Buffy the Vampire Slayer to people if they're into vampires and mm-hmm. into like sort of like catty teenage stuff mm-hmm. that can't get serious. Like, I would totally recommend it to people. But I mean, it's not for everyone. And I don't know how it ends. So, okay. <laughs> For me, it'd probably be the Discovery Witches series, Discovery. both because there's a book and a TV show. So I you get a two for one. Yeah. yeah. So it's Vladimir Todd, your first one. No. I mean, if you were 11 years old, reading it, sure. Um, but I feel like my recommendation would probably be if you could only have one, it would be something along the lines of the Night World series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I could get down with that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's the perfect amount of vampire and there's also like werewolves yeah there needs to be a good balance i feel like yeah i don't love just reading about i can tell i don't love just reading about vampires and i guess i'll get into that whenever Mm -hmm. i get into my picks i like reading about you know not even like vampires and romance that's cool and everything but bring Mm -hmm. me some werewolves bring me some witches Mm -hmm. bring me some drama bring me you know something else Mm -hmm. zombies i don't care bring me something else i can't just read about zombies there's not enough about zombies you're the only one yeah I don't love zombies, <laughs> but like zombie, like cre- like where people get to the point where they're zombie like. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I think only I literally have only one series about zombies, and I wish there were more. Okay, so my first vampire pick is a book series, and that is Vampire Academy. I think I'm the only one who's read any of the books. Have you read any of the books? I think the first one. That's it. There's. Also a movie. I don't remember the movie. I remember more of the movie than anything else. I get them confused, even though <laughs> I, th- I think I've read the book two or three times. I cannot remember. But uh, the first book, Vampire Academy by Rochelle Mead, came out in 2007. So post-Twilight book, 
pre-Twilight movie. movie and hype. If you watched Red Twilight and you were really into it, you might have gotten into Vampire Academy. Um, it is a six book series, so you got plenty to read. And there's also a six book sequel series about some characters that you meet. I have only read five of the original series. I stopped mm-hmm. reading it because college happened. Um, mm-hmm. I did start reading these, I think, like late high school, early college. I was reading them. So like 2014, 2015, 2016 era. Um, like we said, there was a movie adaptation that came out in 2014. And there was supposed to be a sequel. It was never made because the first one lost money. Of course. And I can think of a few reasons. One, the Twilight craze and vampire hype was dying, as yeah. we mentioned Wait, before. Wait, year did the movie come out? 2014. Okay. And also, the marketing for the movie, the first movie, was yeah. not the best. This series, there is some comedy, but the way that the movie was marketed, wasn't it? I mean, like, they got good music going for them. I can give them that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mind the cast either. Like, I don't remember who all was in it, but I know Zoe Deutsch played the main girl, and I really liked her as the main girl, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the basic plot of it is you got teenage vampires at a boarding school. We love teenage vampires and we love boarding schools. It should work out, right? Right. So <laughs> within this world of vampires, there are three different types of vampires, okay? You'll stay with me. Yeah. We got the Maroi. I'm going to say all of these wrong, too. We got the Maroi. <laughs> we got the Damphiers. Mm-hmm. And we got the Strigoi. Mm-hmm. You said all those, right? So the Maroi, like I said, I've seen the movie maybe <laughs> once and that was whenever I was reading the books. So we got the Maroi. Those are our top tier of vampire royalty. They are vampires, okay? Mm-hmm. They rule the school. Um, within the different families, they kind of choose their royalty. They drink blood from feeders, so they bring in humans who volunteer to be feeders. And the humans are kind of like drugged up because of the vampire venom mm-hmm. that gets placed within them. So they're just willing beings. I mean, they also have elemental magic. So, you know, earth, water, wind, fire. Um, and there's another one that is mentioned within the series that you kind of figure out within the first book. And they are protected by guardians. And these guardians kind of do the fighting. The Maroi don't do any of the fighting. And that's another big deal. They just kind of sit there on their little thrones just mm-hmm. whipping out their magic. Of course. <laughs> Only when they feel like it. Like, they just do magic for fun. They don't do it for anything else. Because why would they? <laughs> their guardians are the Dampiers. They are half-breeds, basically. And I don't remember what all kind of combination. I don't know if there's more than one, but I know, like, a Maroi and a Dampier. Dampier. I cannot say that. <laughs> they have the baby. A Dampier and a Dampier cannot have a child. They're kind of like a mule. Like, they can't procreate with each other yeah. <laughs> like reproduce with each other and usually it's a Maroi dad with the dampier mom and the dampier mom ends up having to take care of the child so the Maroi dad can go off and do his thing of course and so the dampiers have the strength and agility kind of like a human but they also have other abilities brought in by their vampire side and then we got the the strigoi they are the vampire baddies they are not good guys they kind of remind me of zombies they have no emotions they're turned off um, they can be turned of two ways and I'm trying to make sure I can remember these um they can either be turned by another strigoi so a strigoi can bite them and turn them or if a maroi the big ba- uh big old vampires ruling the place has drained a victim whether it be a human or a dampier I don't know if they can drain another Maroi. They can become Strigoi. And we kind of mm-hmm. hear about that in the first book. And so, within this book, I'm going to tell you, like, basically, a couple things that happen. We got Rose. She's our main character, our point of view character. We are inside her head the whole time. It's a fun ride. I actually like her as a main character. She's not very Bella. She's more badass than that. Yeah. Good. I like me a good badass character. She's a Dampier, so she's the kind of fighting, wants to be a guardian and, and everything. She's a curvy gal. That being said... She's still a skinny bitch, too. <laughs> um, and then there's also Lissa, who is her best friend. They have been best friends for a long time. Lissa is Maroi royalty. And she's also got a power that we learn more about later on. So the book starts off, and they have been on the run. They left St. Va- Vladimir's Academy. They are off doing their own thing. Like, two years ago, when they were 15, they left the school. And they have not been found yet, which is crazy. And so basically, Lissa, who is a Maroi and can only drink blood, has been surviving by drinking Rose's blood, which is not like a good thing in their world. Like, usually if a Dampier gives their blood willingly, they're called a blood whore. Like, there are these brothels, ba- basically, where they go and just give their blood. Um, So they get dragged back to the academy. They get found. <laughs> they get dragged back to the academy. And there's a reason that they left. And it's a big reason. And Rose is like... We got to get out of here. And Lissa's like, oh, no, we got to get out of here. <laughs> but then Rose realizes that she's a weak bitch and she can't take down a Strigoi. <laughs> and she's like, I guess we got to stay. I, I need to work on my training. So we meet Dimitri, who is 
Talk to your guardian. He is 24 years old. I didn't say before how old the other characters were. They're 17. Dimitri's also the love interest. So we do have an age gap. Yep. But nothing serious happens until she is of age, I believe. That's just putting that out there. But it's mm-hmm. funny because I originally read the series series when I was 17 and now I'm 24. So like, now yeah. I'm his age. I understand where he's coming from. And he's like, Rose, you idiot. <laughs> but um, yeah, he kind of comes about later on. And really, he's just training her the whole time. Like that's kind of his role. And he's also going to be like Lissa's main guardian and also train Rose to be Lissa's other guardian. Mm-hmm. Lissa's also going through it. There's a reason that they left. Her parents had died and everything. There was this major car accident that affected her. Rose was also involved. And I'm not going to spoil anything about that accident. After the accident, something weird happened. Rose started hearing Lissa's thoughts and started being able to go into her mind and kind of live through her some experiences. Why is that? You find out in the book. Are you talking about the car accident scene remind, think, makes me think of the movie because I can remember the exact song I was playing I, yeah, at the beginning of the yeah. movie. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Um, like I said, Lissa's going through it. There are some, like, I didn't realize until I was reading re- rereading that, I would say, like, some trigger warnings because she does self-harm. And she also ends up finding some dead animals in places. There's lots of teen drama, teen drama, lots of teen angst. Um, there's a lot of mean girl situations, which I love. I love high school drama. I just got to put that out there. I love a good high school drama. Yeah. <laughs> like, every time I read it or watch it, I'm like, oh. Spicy. We also got our broody boy Christian who comes up later on and him and Lissa have a thing. They meet up in the attic at the church and just like talk and no one likes him because his parents were struggling and he's just like an outsider, but it's a fun time. So the whole book is just basically them being at school and trying to figure out who's putting these dead, dead animals places with Lissa and Lissa's going through it and Rose is just trying to make it and everything and then you know it all just kind of builds up to an incident that I won't spoil but yeah it's a fun time I yeah. gotta say sounds like it like if you're into teen angst and vampires go for it I don't remember much about the other books the second one something happens to the mall and there's <laughs> some Strigoi that's what I'll remember there is one where Rose goes to like Siberia or something and I remember really loving that one like she has to go off and find someone because some things have happened and someone has gone to the dark side <laughs> But um, within these vampire media picks, we are going to play a little bit of a game. And so I'm going to say a vampire myth, and we're going to figure out if our pick includes that myth. So the first one is fangs. Do my vampires have fangs? This is my pick. So I'm going to answer the questions. Yes. (laughs) Do they have long nails? I don't think so. Do they burn in the sunlight? Yes. They have school at nighttime, which really throws me off throughout the book. I'm like, wait, I thought we were awake. What what time is it? <laughs> like the big scene at the end, I think, takes place within sunlight hours. Mm-hmm. Do they sleep in coffins? No. Are they killed by stakes? I think so, but I don't think they're wooden stakes. I think they're uh, silver stakes. And I know Strigoi are. I don't know if the Maroi are. Garlic? No. Can they see themselves in mirrors or pictures? No. Crucifix, holy water, rosary? I think. I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one. I'm not going to put anything. Do they turn into bats? No. Are they immortal? I think the Strigoi are immortal yeah i think that's part of the reason like some of the maroi want to go struggle is to be immortal because who doesn't want that can they enter a living dwelling without permission or with permission without permission they can't enter a living dwelling without without permission permission. i think they they can go in anywhere i have a feeling i wrote that one in is there (laughs) a sort of a vampire royalty a la the vultury yes do their face change when they get vampy i don't know like you know sometimes they get veiny or grotesque looking i don't like my sam's i I love the vampire yes. I think in the movie, all they did for them was, like, show their fangs. And yeah, I don't think they do. Size. So, Vampire Academy gets one, two, three, four, five points. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, side note, uh, my person, like, I made myself a Sam, and then I wound up getting married to Caleb Beltor and, <laughs> and the Sams. And, um, love that for you. Became a vampire myself, and my vampire self, like, my dark side, oh, it's so pretty. I guess I'll go ahead and do the night. World series. Okay. Okay. So I keep mentioning the Night World series. And within the series, it's multiple different like short stories. Usually all or not really short. They're books. They're not books like Twilight though. No, they're like, not Twilight it kind of looks like a bind up. Well, the all the ones that I have the Night World series, it's three books 
works in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Are they like, like novellas? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's like, I would say it's halfway. Like, they're short <laughs> books, but I don't know if they'd be considered novellas. So they're like small stories, like, and they're usually related somehow. Like in the first, I know for a fact the first book, it's, first it starts off with this girl Poppy who's like, you know, just an average kid that lives in California, whatever. And her best friend is James. And they've been best friends since they were five years old, but she's always felt like something was just a little bit off with James. And then one day she finds out she's got pancreatic cancer. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, and she's, like, literally dying. And for those of you who don't know, pancreatic cancer is very, 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 like, you have a very small mortality rate, or a very high mortality rate. Small chance of living. Small chance of living. It's at this point that James is like, oh, my best friend is dying and there's nothing I can do about it except turn her into a vampire because I myself am a vampire. And so he's like got this big plan and within the series it's all about um, the night world is a, like kind of an organization. It's a governing body. Like main rules are you can't fall in love with a human and you can't tell humans about being a part of the night world. So we're obviously going to break these rules. Yeah, obviously in every single one of them. Of course. <laughs> of course. That's what it's about. Rules are meant to be broken. broken. And so um, it's at this time he's like, you know what? I'm going to break the rules because, you know, she's my best friend. He's like, no, no, I'm in love with this girl. And I've been in love with her. I've just, you know, I couldn't admit it to myself. Nice friends to lovers. Yeah. Read. But she's always been like, I was going to marry James. I knew that. I just haven't gotten around to telling him. (laughs) (laughs) Me. (laughs) And so, like, it's just cute. And then the second one is my favorite. It's always been my favorite. It's called Daughters of Darkness. And it actually takes place in the Pacific Northwest. So it's in this like little rinky dink town. These three vampire sisters go to um, this town because their aunt lives there. And they've like snuck off from like the night world to go see their aunt. It's just weird keeps happening to them and they can't understand it and their next door neighbor is like this girl who is like obsessed with the night like the stars and stuff she just notices that they're really weird and like a lot of crazy crap keeps happening since they've been in town their brother shows up who was in the first book with poppy because he he likes to just do chaotic Mm-hmm. just to bother people turns out they're soulmates and they hate each other <laughs> like cannot stand now each other now we have a haters to lovers read yes and we're following all the tropes yes and then while this is going on like her little brother and one of the sisters like automatically fall in love with each other <laughs> they like, look at each other and they're like and we have a love of her <laughs> and like they're just kind of together from then on out and there's like no like no build up no build up no interaction <laughs> they just look at each other and they're like okay, I let's do this. like you but yeah not gonna spoil it for you but there's a creature that is killing things and has killed their aunt and is killed like animals and stuff and it's just crazy they don't know who it is and they're trying to figure it out so it's got a lot of mystery to it and it was Mm -hmm. just a fun read sounds like it and ash who's the main love interest in this Mm -hmm. he's just chaotic and i love chaotic people (laughs) he's just like full of self-loathing after this because he's like why did i have to fall in love with the dang human love it yeah he's kind of like a sad puppy like around her and it's just like it's great because like he's a really bad person Uh and you know he's a really bad person and then he's like but i like you (laughs) i won't go into the last one too much because it's about witches they're like cousins the girl Mm. the two girls are cousins to the vampires because they did like a blood bond ceremony because there was like a there was like a beef between the vampires and the witches Mm. and they all hate werewolves for some reason (laughs) But um, stupid werewolves. Yeah, basically, like they they literally s- they think uh, werewolves are like lower class. Like yeah, yeah, dumb. Mm-hmm. And then, but there was beef between the witches and the vampires, so they did like a blood bond. Mm-hmm. And so they're cousins to the other two main love interests in each book, who are also cousins. So like, it's just a big family. Family, family. <laughs> but drama. Because like, isn't out of the entire like nine books, everyone related in some way? to each other uh well i know in the yeah Mm -hmm. in the second book i know quinn gets a love interest and quinn's like ash's best friend or something yeah 
I love stuff like I've been reading a lot of stuff on Kindle and everything, like mm-hmm. the self-published type stuff, like romances. Somebody and it, it's always romance. like that where where each one mm-hmm. is, oh, this is so-and-so's sister. Oh, this is like you have this group of boys that you meet mm-hmm. and each boy gets a book. And I love that. I'm yeah. like, give everyone a love story. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And like, it's funny because in the, you'll be introduced to a, mm-hmm. a supernatural care character and then like in the next book they get a love story yeah 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 it's nice that's also like um i mentioned but one of my favorite characters in vampire academy he shows up in book two i think mm-hmm. and you kind of think he's because he like kind of comes across as like another love interest for the mm-hmm. main character but things happen he's one of my favorite characters because he's just that guy but he ends up being more of a part of the next series i believe with his own love story mm-hmm. but i love that yeah okay you ready for your myths yes okay 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 i'm ready night world this is what we're doing right yes do they have fangs they do have fangs oh, they're retractable oh do they have long nails i don't they no because they're they look normal okay do they burn in the sunlight they do not oh interesting do they sleep in coffins they do not it's like we're playing guess who right now. <laughs> that's what it sounds like <laughs> do, can they be killed by stakes they can any wood of any kind. I feel like there's so many different killing methods of vampires out there, mm-hmm. but I love a good steak. Yeah. Like we said. I like it well done. But yeah, that's Decent. why my series is interesting. Garlic? Does that have any effect? Mm-mm. In the first book, like, Poppy's asking James, like, what all killed, like, all these myths, and he's like, you can roll around in garlic all you want to is you may lose some friends over it, but <laughs> I mean, like... Can they see themselves in mirrors or pictures? They can. What about crucifixes, holy water, rosaries? Do those have any effect? Mm-mm. Like, we're good with those? Do they turn into van- uh, bats? No. As far as James <laughs> knows, as he's explaining to Poppy. Okay. Do they never age or stay immortal? They can, but it's weird because, like, there's a different sect for that. Yeah. James and Ash in the first books, they are what you call Lamia. Okay. Which is, they're born vampires. Mm -hmm. And so they age, but they can stop the aging process whenever they want to. Whereas... How convenient. Yeah. (laughs) And then made vampires stop aging immediately. Um, Can they enter a place without, or do they need permission? Mm Mm-mm. They don't need permission. Is there any type of royalty or class system? Yes. Do their faces change when they get all vampy? Yes. Their eyes change a little bit in color. But weirdly enough, I was thinking about it as you were going down the list, that a lot of books of vampires' eyes like are red or black yeah, at some yeah. point. And theirs aren't. Theirs okay. just change slightly depending mm-hmm. on like they have normal eye colors, but it changes as they get hungrier. And usually it's like silver. So like James has gray eyes and they will go silver when he's animalistic and like poppy's got green eyes and the green eyes become more cat-like as she gets hungry okay sam you got five points too high five yay i guess i'll talk about the discovery of witches series or as the trilogy is also really called the all souls trilogy talks about all kinds of souls though i'm mostly just going to talk about the first book because i'm only halfway through the second and i haven't watched the second season either so this is a series that actually has not just vampires in it the three main types of species are vampires witches and demons Ooh, entry so the first book is about well it's from diana bishop's point of view or dr bishop she's a witch and at the beginning of the series she is working on a paper that she's going to publish before um, working at oxford university in england so while she's looking through these manuscripts on working on this paper she finds uh, a manuscript that's actually bewitched she's able to open it and she's able to like see the weird stuff in it but because there, you find out later that there's something going on with this book, the only person who can take it out is her. So the other species feel it when she takes it out. But when she puts it back, it's never seen again. And there's a reason to that, too, that you find out in the second book. There's reasons these things happen, <laughs> <Yes>. y'all. <laughs> it has to do with her, specifically. But you find out in the second book why. And so she returns it, and she's trying to stay away from, like, actually uh, uh, from that world because she doesn't want to be a witch. She mm-hmm. wants to be normal. But because of her getting 
that book out, everyone knows like what's going on and they're all coming after her. There's a vampire that comes to see her because of it, because they think that this book knows something about why they can't create vampires anymore. So he comes to her and it was just wants to get her to take it out again. And his name is Matthew Claremont. And he's also a doctor. He's a geneticist, which is fascinating. A vampire geneticist. Yeah, I know. It's fascinating to me. Why is it that vampires usually have like French names? Have you noticed that? Yeah. He comes to her trying to, you know, get the book or whatever. And of course, at first he doesn't like her as usual. Yeah. Most series. <laughs> and But of course, he ends up protecting her from the other two kinds of people who come after her. Um, so a lot of the book is mainly them <laughs> avoiding the other people <laughs> because of that book. Same. <laughs> and then Me and my boy. And then um like him wanting to test her blood to see like the genetics because he tests other like demons and witches and their yeah, blood to yeah. see like what's happening uh-huh. like throughout their genealogy mm-hmm. and stuff and like how hers is different compared to other ones and stuff. So they go through and try to figure out like more about the secret of the manuscript or whatever, which they don't find it again in the first book. It doesn't come back until the second one. But because of all the people chasing them and because that she has to be trying trained to like work with her powers more because she hasn't used them at all and because apparently she was spellbound to not use her powers Mm -hmm. they have to travel back in time time travel y'all so at the end of the first book they actually travel back to the 1500s Ah, i would be so mad i have not read or watched any of this but i'd be like are we serious we're gonna do this i got feelings about time travel we know yeah the whole the whole second book is them being in the 1500s that's a long ass time ago yeah pilgrims i'm thinking more like salem witch trials oh yeah that that was that's prevalent in book two as well but a lot of a lot of this is just about like this manuscript or whatever and they're like what it actually means like what it has to do for each of their races and the future of each Mm -hmm. of their races but mostly it's just that and then as far as vampires go they're quite interesting especially based on the list of of points you got there. Ready? Yeah. Do they have fangs? No. They have long nails? No. They burn in the sunlight? No. They sleep in coffins? No. You're gonna lose those pretty <laughs> No. <laughs> Can they be killed by killed by steaks? No. What? Garlic. How we feel about that? No. Can they see themselves in mirrors and pictures? I think so. Um, Do they drink blood? I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> yeah, they drink vampires. blood. Well, I, I'll get to the interesting part of what they can be Crucifix, killed by. Holy water, rosary. Are we affected? Nope. Do they turn into bats? Nope. Are they immortal? Yes. She got a point, y'all. <laughs> can they enter a place with, wait, living? <laughs> they Do they people? need permission to yeah. enter a place? No. Okay, they're good there. Is there like a royalty or class system? Not really, but... Th- Kinda. Not like, not like the Vampire Academy. Okay. Like, there are more people who are considered, they kind of just think they're better than others because they're older. They think they're better? <laughs> well, okay. other people consider that because mm. they have like a council of people. So do you want that point? I don't care. I don't know if that counts I'll or give not. it to you. <laughs> do their faces change when they get all vampy? A little bit, yes. Get three points. Okay. Tell me about this. Okay. So the thing that they can be killed by is actually bullets. What kind of bullets? Silver. Any kind of bullets. They don't have to be just silver or anything mm. like that. They can be killed by Strange. bullets, though. Who wrote this? Why? Uh, Deborah Harkness. Mm. <laughs> we got some problems with you, madam. Deborah? <laughs> yeah. We thought we were mad at Stephanie. Stephanie? <laughs> Yeah, it says, um, vampires are basically stronger, faster than humans, but they don't have supernatural powers. They're usually stunning, stunningly beautiful, and their bodies are very efficient. Do they drink blood? Yes. What kind of blood? How'd they get it? Um, he and his mom, which is not really his mom, hunt animals. Okay. Oh, uh, you talked about that. Yeah. Let's see. They don't need to eat frequently, but they can eat food. They can okay. eat food, but they don't have to do it. Their hearts don't beat often. They breathe very slowly. Don't need much sleep. He does sleep like a regular person. Who isn't in here on my list? It says they're very difficult to kill. Their blood has properties that heal their bodies quickly, but they're not fully immortal because they can be killed through massive blood loss, causing them to bleed out entirely without replacing the blood or by burning them. Is there some weird vampires? They aren't like the traditional vampires at all. Uh, no. Deborah said, here we go. Well, I mean, he's a geneticist and she's a historian, so. <laughs> she already went there. Like, whenever I hear about this series and everything, I'm like, that's way too intense for me. I need something light and fluffy. <laughs> this is not either of those things. <laughs> Speaking of light and fluffy, are you done? Yeah. Speaking of light and fluffy, <laughs> my TV pick was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ding, 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 ding. That's how the thing song goes <laughs> it's a 90s cult 
classic. Mm-hmm. So it premiered in March of 1997, just a couple months after I was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's pretty old. We got Sarah Michelle Geller up in here just fighting vampires. Um, it ran for seven seasons. There was also the sequel show Angel, which ran for a few seasons. Originally, it was a movie that came out in 1992. I have not seen that movie. I do not aspire to see that movie. I prefer the show. Um, like I said, it's a cult classic. There are college classes on this. Like You can take a college class on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is pretty cool if you ask me. I started watching this freshman year of college and I watched about four seasons around the time Buffy goes to college. I stopped watching just because I do that. So the basic plot is just, yeah, a teenage girl who's a vampire slayer. Like, that's her job. She slays vampires. And I love Buffy because she is like girly girl. She just wants to go party and everything. She just wants to be a normal teenage girl and like meet cute boys and be a cheerleader. Like, I love it. And, you know, she's always dressed to the nines and everything. And she's like, do I have to practice my staking again? And Giles is like, yes, yes, yes you do. <laughs> this is British accent. So the show starts off um, where Buffy is kicked out of her high school in LA and she has to move. Her and her mom move to Sunnydale, where it isn't so sunny and vampires run rampant. So you figure out like pretty early on, like she knows she's a vampire slayer. She's been a vampire slayer for forever. Her mom doesn't know, though, which is really odd. Like, yeah, that's what I was about no to ask. <laughs> I don't even... I, I haven't watched where her mom finds out. I don't know if she does. Um, I don't think I've, I've seen them. But just vampires are such a normal thing for her. And I love it. There's this one scene, I think it's in the first episode, where the principal kind of sits her down and he's like, so you set your um, old school on fire. And she's like, well, yeah, the vampires were attacking. And then she's like, I mean, yes, I did do that. <laughs> like, she has to backtrack a lot because vampires are so normal to her and she realizes other people don't react like this. So she really wants a normal life and to be a normal teenager, like I said, go out and everything. There's this club that all the teenagers go to and I don't know how. Like, they're 16 years old and they're going to this club. It's called the Bronze but they're there every night. I don't know what time their curfew is. With vampires running amok, they are out a lot. Yeah. It reminds me of that 21 and under club that was at uh, in Starstruck that they go to yes. the beginning of the movie. I love <laughs> like- that. I don't know if those exist. But so at her new school, she meets the librarian who's also new. He's he's from England. He's from across the pond. His name is Giles. And he also happens to be her. Um, it's not a guardian. It's crap. I forgot what it's called. I was just watching this today. But basically, he's supposed to. He's a, the watcher. I was like, he's supposed to watch over her. <laughs> he's the watcher. So he's supposed to like help her train and everything and make sure she's taking down all the vampires while also making sure she doesn't die. Like that's his job. And then um, she also meets two humans. Xander and Willow. Xander is like, um, he's nerdy boy, but he's not smart at all. He's just like, no one knows he exists, basically. And he's immediately attracted to Buffy, and she's not giving him the time of the day. Like, she <laughs> friends owns him so fast. And then there's also Willow, played by Allison Hannigan, aka one of my many twins I have. She is like the nerdy girl and everything, and she's very awkward. She's also in love with Xander, but she ends up being uh, one of Buffy's friends. She develops some powers later on in the series, too. So they quickly find out that Buffy is the slayer, and they get involved in the vampire sh- which is a lot of fun. Like the whole first season is kind of there's this like underground like you find out that Sunnydale of course is ridden by like these supernatural creatures and that the school is a hellmouth which is funny because it's Sunnydale and lots of things happen and like the Slayer has to be the sacrifice and everything so that's kind of what it builds up to and the first season's like 12 episodes super short you could watch it in a couple days um, there's so many great characters you meet Buffy also meets Angel who is a centuries old vampire played by what's his name he's in Bones David oh how do you say B- Boreans yeah he, he plays Angel and he just pops up and you go episodes upon episodes where she just keeps on running into him and she knows he knows about vampires because he shows up to help her out with that stuff and then like they get attacked or whatever and she invites him into her house she's helping him out and everything because he is attacked they kiss he goes vampy she screams and he throws himself out the window <laughs> he yeets himself out the mo- window Yeet. and her mom's like puffy what's wrong and puffy's like um um and like 
him and Buffy like just go back and forth for a while like mm-hmm. they don't know what they are because she's like I can't date a vampire and he's like I can't date a 16 year old girl <laughs> but they just go back and forth for a long time and it's mm-hmm. great and also like he goes through the whole like losing his emotions and stuff later on I think that happens in season two spoiler alert but like there's a lot of build up to it lots of angst and everything we also have mean girl Cordelia who I always got to talk about the mean girl I love Cordelia because she's such a bitch in the first season and then she ends up getting involved in like some of the shenan- supernatural shenanigans and she like finds out about the vampire stuff and is so like chill with it she's like huh why are they here you look so ugly like ew why are you here <laughs> she's just like over it and she doesn't figure out that angel's even a vampire to the second season even though she's witnessed stuff that he's done and they like imply that he's a vampire like xander and willow are talking so casually about angel not being able to come out in the daytime and everything and she's like why not like what's wrong with him he's still like dark and broody all the time and he is he like fangs out sometimes like she has no idea that he's a vampire yeah <laughs> it's so funny like everyone who finds out about the vampires are so casual about it they're like yeah. oh that makes sense because sunnydale's just so f***ed up as it is <laughs> and it's great like if you love like 90s teen like this is it so as far as the vampire myths i don't know if i remember all these so do our vampires have fangs yes do they have long nails do they burn in sunlight i assume so yes they do they do they do sleep in coffins no there there are some like bits about that in the show killed by stakes of course, Buffy's always got one handy. There's this one scene in like the first episode where her bag falls open at school, and a bunch of stakes and stuff all out. <laughs> and people are like, "What is she up to? Like, what BDSM <laughs> is this? Garlic? No. Can they see themselves in mirrors and pictures? No, they cannot. Interesting. Crucifix, holy water, rosary. I think those have an effect on them. Do they turn into bats? No. Never age or immortal? Yes. Can they enter? Okay, the whole like entering thing, they do have to have permission. Is there a hierarchy or class system? I don't think so. And their faces do change when they get vampy. So I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight points. This is the most like vampire, vampire thing I've ever witnessed within mm-hmm. my witnessing. I decided for mine, I was going to do From Dust Told on the series because I love the series. I love the movie. Like, I love them both. The movie is a classic, but the series just kind of delves more into it. I think they've done it really well. And basically, it follows the same storyline as the movie. If you've watched the movie, it's... Which, this whole series is on Netflix, and the whole first season follows the movie. So it starts off with these two bank robbers and um, the Gecko brothers. They are on the run from the law because they just robbed a bank. And and one of the brothers (laughs) just keeps killing people and like can't stop himself. And he's just like a psycho. And the brother's like, stop killing people. Quit doing weird And like, we're bank robbers. Stop. And he's like, I can't help myself. And he like, he's kind of got this psychic thing going on that they don't really know. Like he keeps seeing things. And he just says, but like nobody realizes because you know it's based in the real world. Uh, Everybody's like, your brother's doing weird again. Like (laughs) he keeps seeing this woman, this beautiful Hispanic woman. And she keeps like leading him to this stuff. And come to find out later on that this is the main bitch. But before then, we're given um, this family that's going through this crisis because the mom had died and so it's the dad who was a preacher his daughter who's like the perfect mm-hmm. pastor's daughter and then the adopted son and they're riding in an RV and going to Mexico and while they're on their way to Mexico they come across the Gecko Brothers love that name yeah and they hold them hostage and they're trying to get to Mexico to this this like brothel because mm-hmm. they've got They've got to meet up with somebody that's going to stow them away to El Rey or somewhere like that. Meanwhile, there's a Texas Ranger trying to hunt them down because he, the brother that keeps killing people killed their partner. It's just crazy. And they wind up at the brothel and like just crazy stuff keeps happening. And Santana pandemonium who is the girl that the guy is seeing in his visions comes out on stage and does like her stripper dance or whatever <laughs> and then <laughs> hits the fan and they all become vampires like everybody working in the bar becomes vampires and like these aren't like normal vampires where they go a little vampy no they're like reptilian vampires and i feel like it's less so 
in the series than it is in the movie. They're less reptilian, but they're still really reptilian. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times with like adaptations, adaptations is that did I say that right? Mm-hmm. They make it more like visual. Like the first scene is like her in like Mayan garb, like running in the forest, mm-hmm. and like she falls into a hole, like it with this pit full of snakes and like one just goes in her mouth and like that's the first thing you see she becomes possessed with Mm -hmm. like the vampire thing and turns out she's like a i think like a demigoddess or something because of that like she was just a normal girl and then that happened and that's as far as i'm gonna go with that story (laughs) that's a bit spoiler yeah but i love it they have fangs they do have fangs. They have long nails. I, I'm i not really sure. I tried to look for a picture to where I could see their nails, like, okay. when they're turned fully. But as far as, like, every day, I'm going to put no. Okay. Do they burn in the sunlight? Yes. Do they sleep in coffin? No, because they're not, like, because it's, like, Mexican themes. Okay. So, like, they wouldn't have coffins. Uh-huh. Can they be killed by stakes? Yes. But they can be killed by other things, too. Garlic. How would we feel about that? I don't know if it's ever mentioned in... Okay. So probably... So no. They're probably good. Um, Can they see themselves in mirrors or pictures? I don't think that was ever brought up. So no. They can see themselves? So no, I wouldn't put a point down. Okay. Crucifix, holy water, rosary, do any of those things affect them? Yes. Can they turn into bats? No. They turn into other things, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening! <laughs> Do they never age? Are they immortal? Yes. True or false? They can't enter a dwelling without permission. I'm confused now. (laughs) (laughs) Do they need permission? Do they have to say, may I enter? (laughs) Um, I really don't know because it takes place at the the brothel slash like. They're probably good then. Yeah. They're probably okay. Um, Is there a hierarchy or class system? Any royalty? Yes. Do their faces change when they go PMP? Yes. So yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You were tied with my Buffy. We're both tied. But yeah, I don't really know because they lure people. Like that's kind of the point. Uh, like the like so maybe they can't go other places then. Like they're they're kind of stuck there. Um, maybe you get nine. They're like it's literally like a old Mayan temple that like the top part is built like it's built up and like the top part is the brothel. Anybody get another one? Um I can do it. There's literally not a lot of plot to this movie though. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> this is a recent one for you, right? Yeah, I literally watched this earlier today, so <laughs> this is new. <laughs> it's a South Korean movie called A Beautiful Vampire that came out in twenty eighteen. So to me that was yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, it was three years ago. <laughs> the main girl's name is Ron, so she's a vampire that's been around for 500 years. Cool, and, cool. She's seen a lot. And she's been living in this little neighborhood operating a small makeup shop. Ooh. And then, so mainly it's when this new landlord comes to threaten to evict her, the son of the landlord uh, apparently has the same scent as one of her past loves. So it like kind of <gasps> reawakens her bloodlust. The majority of the movie is just her trying not to bite him every time he comes around her. And they fall in love. They fall in love, I say with quotations, awful quickly because out of nowhere after meeting this dude for one day, they kiss. And I was like, what the hell? They just kiss. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta remember what Caitlin's been reading for the past. (laughs) But I was not expecting it. So yeah, it's just a lot of the movie is just like her trying to avoid biting him and draining him of his blood. That's pretty much the premise. nice of her of the whole movie um but she I don't, know, don't ask how it ends she does that eventually bite him though so okay all life and death no he doesn't die neither, i think neither I'm, does um um Bo. though i thought she was going to die at one point so i thought they're both gonna die at the same time okay, that's to do with the vampire myths part so do they have things no Long nails? No. Burn in the sunlight? Yes. Because Sleep in coffins? <laughs> oh. Pause for a second. The beginning of, of the movie is literally her drenching herself in sunscreen so she can <laughs> walk outside. Me as a pale person. <laughs> she like spritz it in the air and walks through Me it. Me the second those UV rays hit. I'm like, oh shit. It's like, so she has like a fridge that one side is completely full of sunscreen <laughs> and the other side is completely full of animal blood that she's bought at the butcher's. <laughs> Do they sleep in a coffin? No. I don't know if she sleeps at all, actually. Killed by stakes. I'm not sure, so I'm going to say no. 
garlic? No. Can they see themselves in mirrors or pictures? No. They can't? She literally has a zero mirrors in her makeup shop. Crucifix, holy water, rosary. No, it doesn't work. Turn into bats? No. Are they immortal or never age? Yes. Does she put on makeup if she can't see herself in so, the mirror? So there's a. Have you ever seen a blind person put on makeup? No. So there's a scene that shows her like right as she became a vampire. That's with like her old love or whatever, mm-hmm. which is a woman. So she's bisexual. Interesting. So I love the representation. The the her love interest is putting makeup on her face, and she's like, "You don't need a mirror. Just like like feel it, like mm-hmm. it, to figure out like what yeah. what you're doing." And there's there is a scene of her wearing blush, and I was like, "Girl, really needed a mirror because one side had too much on compared to the other." And I was like, "Man, yeah." I've watched um like someone who was blind talk about how they put her makeup always looked good, like her eyeliner was winged out, and I was like, "How in the f- do you do that?" <laughs> yeah. <Stay> real <laughs> crazy. I'm not saying it's impossible yeah just, i'm just saying like how a lot of practice yeah sure. and a lot of <laughs> she's had 500 years you, to you practice gotta trust your friends to not bullshit you <laughs> it looks, it looks crazy. crazy you're just like a clown <laughs> that's like three seconds after i go blonde that's what they're doing to me it looks great do they need permission to enter a place no is there a hierarchy or class system any type of royalty no not that i know of do their faces change when they go a vmp if you count eyes, yes. Her eyes changed purple when she's... Purple? Yeah, purple. Wow. That's interesting. So you got one, two, three, four points. <laughs> I'm losing. <laughs> so to wrap it up for totals, I got 13 points. Peyton got 13 points. <laughs> Reva got seven. <laughs> How could you go, Reva? That just means that like the stuff that Reva was interested in was... Like, took more originality mm-hmm. as far as not going with the vampire mess. Or Which, lip. if we did this with Twilight, it would get, like, Actually, points. why don't we just do it about Let's Twilight go. right now? Do they have fangs in Twilight? No. No. Long nails? No. no. Do they burn in the sunlight? No. no. Do they sleep in coffins? No. no. Killed by steak? No. no. Um, garlic? No. no. They can't see themselves in mirrors pictures. They good, right? Yeah. Have they ever actually looked in a mirror in Twilight? Yeah, they're fine. Mirrors. <laughs> I was like, is that ever brought up, actually? Crucifix, holy water, rosary. They're good. They're good. They turn into bats? No. Nope. Nope. Never age or immortal. Holla. They get a point. One point. They can enter a place mm-hmm. without having to ask. Yeah, and we're it a lot. <laughs> there is vampire royalty. Yes, two yes. points. Do their faces change when they go all vampy? Then they get two points. Two points. So, Twilight, Stephanie, you win. <laughs> you were the most original. Which, I don't know who the winner or the loser is. Yeah. The person with more or less points. <laughs> That's not really the point. The fact is that, like, some stuff follows the classic vampire myths. And others Some don't. stuff and others doesn't. Don't. And I love that. I read one book as a child where the vampires were actually aliens. That's interesting. I don't remember I've, what it's called um, or anything. Written. I've written a whole series on Wattpad. I'm going to say what it is because it's, there's a lot of typos, but it was like four books, but where uh, vampires were created through like science and everything and the hunters were through like magic. Mm-hmm. So, did any of the series we covered, the vampires have extra special powers? Uh, yeah. Mine did. Okay. The Maroi oh, yeah, and yeah. the Vampire Academy have the elemental magic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Which, reading that, I was like, what? I forgot about this. Yeah, the other series that I could have talked about, which I don't remember much about, is the Jazz Park series. Mm-hmm. He has he has a special power, but I don't know if other vampires have yeah. special powers in that series. Mm-hmm. You got anything to add about your vampire picks or about like vampire media in general? Oh. Do we love it? Do we hate it? Are we still interested in it? Highly yeah. interested in discovering witches, so I will say yes. If I find something that I, you know, I'm like, hey, that may be good, I'll read it or I'll watch it. I don't think I am, honestly. Well, I'm not Which like my, my taste changes all the time. I'm yeah. like, like not, of course, as usual, not as super into it as right when we read Twilight. Is mm-hmm. there modern vampire media that has come out within the past couple of years involving vampires that y'all can think of? Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun. Well, besides not that. <laughs> um, the um, From Blood and Ash series, I think it's the, I don't know if that's the title mm-hmm. of it, by Jennifer L. Armantrout. I think that book's over there. Does involve creatures that are like vampires mm-hmm. who follow a lot of the same traits. They also involve creatures who are like um, werewolves, except mm-hmm. they're called something else. 
So I that's what I've read recently. I don't think there is. Like, I've, well, I haven't been into a lot of YA books recently, but like kind of perusing through Barnes yeah. & Noble a couple times. There isn't. Like, it's not there a isn't. genre right now. No. And, um, what JLA has done, good old Jennifer, she's self-published, basically, and has kind of like gotten to fame and everything and gained popularity writing books about basically vampires, but it's more of a like a fantasy setting. See, I mm-hmm. think that's the thing. I think fantasy is yeah, hugely fantasy popular. Has been right now. huge for the past few years yeah yeah we're going in all different directions but vampires aren't really popular anymore um personally i'm not that interested in it i probably will be one day because trends come and go mm-hmm. and i love trendy <laughs> we all know that <laughs> yeah but yeah overall i used to love vampires but i never really invested myself in them still think they're cool and everything when it comes to supernatural creatures i'm usually like on a buzzfeed quiz yeah i'll be a vampire sure why not especially if i can lose my emotions in the meantime why not <laughs> an emotionless bitch <laughs> yep so this actually wraps up season one of this Woo! podcast we're done with midnight sun we are freaking done with vampires we're done with we're them. moving on guess what we're doing next? we have talked about it i think in the last episode we talked a little bit about it but for our second season first off we're going to take a couple weeks off from mm-hmm. posting the podcast just so that we can <laughs> be a human says you who says says you, me who has me. a job and everything and then me who hasn't posted on Instagram in three weeks. Other people have jobs. (laughs) But (laughs) it's me who will need those couple of weeks to do other things. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a really intense time of the year for me. But um, afterwards, we will be picking out with season two where we will be getting into werewolves. I gotta say, I haven't read that much about werewolves either. Mm -mm. But you know what I have read before and that we're rereading? Shiver. Shiver. By Maggie Stiefvater. I think werewolves is probably the least that I've read about. Well, other than... That'll be something we can talk about too within... um, Other than our discussions zombies <laughs> so we are going to be reading the shiver series which is the by maggie steve author is three books yeah. the wolves of mercy falls i guess is the name of the series yeah, that's why i just I call it, it the shiver series yeah we're gonna be reading that series there are three books shiver linger and forever you don't read have to read the books we will be telling you everything that you need to know let's just say google considers there to be four books um (laughs) yeah there's a fourth book but it's follows another love story we are reading the first three books yeah but that will be what we do on season two see you then shiver 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 thank you for listening we'll see you next time and let's call it nothing